Hello and welcome to the weekly Bundaberg Now podcast. I'm Dana McGackis from Bundaberg Regional Council. Today we have another interesting program with news and information from across the Bundaberg region. Soon we'll hear about the exciting upgrades that are going to take place soon at Boreham Park, learn more about the history of the Cochrane Artificial Reef and the Children's Read to Me Day, and hear about the local delicacies available at the Seafood Smokery. But first, here's Trish Mears with the news headlines. Making news this week, the Queensland Premier Anastasia Palaszczuk visited the Bundaberg region on Wednesday, announcing the site of the new Bundaberg Hospital at the Beban, covering 60 hectares. The Premier was also briefed on council projects during her visit. The first electronic prescription, or e-script, in Queensland was dispensed here in our region on Tuesday at Bagara via best practice software. And Council's Jobs Commitment Program to support future young professionals has been rolled out at Shalom College, with more high schools to follow. Back to you, Dana. Thank you, Trish. First up today, here is Roanna O'Neill and Brett Cronk from Parks to tell us about exciting things happening at Boreham Park. Hi everyone, it's Rowana from the Parks, Sport and Natural Areas branch and we're talking with Brett Cronk, Coordinator Parks Planning and Policy, about some exciting upgrades to play equipment at Boreham Park. Brett, Boreham Park is such a popular park in Walker Vale. Can you tell us how this project came about? Thanks Rowana. Um, the project came about initially through feedback we got during our Parks and Open Space strategy and also we were fortunate to receive funding from the Queensland Government under their Works for Queensland program. And I understand that you've undertaken extensive community consultation. Can you tell us what kind of um, work that's been done in that area? We undertook a visioning day in October last year on site at Boreham Park with the community to go through different options and elements that could be used as part of this upgrade. Um, We also did two sessions at the Thebeban State School and Walker Vale State School to talk with the kids about what they'd like to see built um, as part of this upgrade. And I understand that the... Concept design was also released to the public for feedback? Yeah, the concept design was released in December last year to the public and was quite well well received. Um, so we're positive moving forward that we'll be able to deliver a good upgrade for the community. So I'm really excited to hear about what kinds of play equipment the community can expect to see. Can you talk us through that? Yeah, so there'll be three key pieces of infrastructure that will go in. So there'll be an adventure tower. Um, so that adventure tower will include a large slide as well as some challenging climbing elements. There'll be a zero-depth water play element, so they'll simulate a natural creek. Um, So there'll be a misting area as part of that, as well as some creative elements such as Archimedes screws um, and water gates as well for the kids to to really show their creativity in. So can you tell us what an Archimedes screw will do? So Archimedes screw um, will allow the kids to move water from a low point up to a high point um, and let it drain back down to the creek. So it really gets them involved um, in the play. And when can the community expect to see the work start? Uh, So the works are looking at starting in early 2021 with the aim to have them completed in May 2021, just in time for the mid-year school holidays. And so obviously there'll be some closure to some sections of the park. Do you envisage that the public will still be able to use areas of the park? Yeah, so large sections of the park will be closed during construction for safety purposes, but there'll still be a few sections that will remain open um, around the Flying Fox, the Neos and a barbecue area and the toilets for the community to continue to use. And I understand that this project's actually quite special. Can you talk us through some of the unique characteristics it has? 
So the elements that we talked about earlier are unique for the region. It's really starting to bring um, some of the better elements that are going in throughout the country um, to a regional town. So we're really excited to, to bring this to the community and can't wait to see the community get out and use the park once it's finished. And how can the community stay up to date with what's happening with the project? So the community go to Bundaberg Regional Council's website um, and search Boring Park Upgrade. And we're also in the process of installing some on-site signage um, to overview what the project is um, to keep the community up to date. And the, and the community is always welcome to give, give council a call and discuss the upgrade as well. It sounds like a really exciting project. Thanks, Brett. Thanks, Rana. Cheers. Thanks, guys. Sounds like an exciting project. Now, I'll hand over to Paul Donaldson who's joined again by Brenda and Alan Cochran to chat more about the history of the Cochrane Artificial Reef. What impact has the artificial reef had on the marine park, but also the region? May I answer that question first, Brenda? That as I went with the government scientists to do the original uh, cross-checking of the area we were proposing, 0.8 of a K by 0.4 of a K, uh, I saw the life that was on the bottom and I did all of the dives that all the scientists did. And we did not see one fish on that site in the whole two days we dived. So there were starfish, etc., but nothing else. So we now have, I believe, 189 species of fish. That was at the last count that we know of. The last of. count that we know of, and that's a little while ago. Uh, and... The variety of them, and may I comment on the the soft corals, the hard corals. I did a radio interview the, the next day, and the lady asked me, and how soon will the growth begin, Mr Cochran? And I said, it's already begun. And Brenda's in the background saying, you liar, Alan. And it wasn't, because I'd had to dive to retrieve some stuff that afternoon, and the slime had already formed on the stainless steel rails on it. So it had already begun. Fish numbers, I think I've told you, Paul, that uh, the yellowtail scad are there in the millions, literally, that the professionals have been Mm. uh, Uh, harvesting them. At our our last knowledge, anyway, um, they they used to to go there and and catch them by the hundreds. Uh, Thousands, Brenda, Mm. thousands. the, the variety, there are <coughs> large coral trout. Uh, by large, I mean eight, nine kilos. Uh, parrotfish, the same. There's one that visited there all the time I have a photo of. He had a groove in the back of his head where someone had tried to spear him, and it's about that deep. And we saw him time and again. There's huge gropers out there. Oh, may I talk about the gropers? I've dived with one that was called... Combi? No. Combi was the the biggest one, Uh, probably somewhere in the vicinity, close to 300 kilos. Uh, And we ended up with five of them. The next one, because we were doing it in the VW range, we named the next one uh, VW. Uh, VW, Combi... And the beetles. And the four little beetles. The little beetles were about as long as Brenda. Um, and 
you always had to watch your step because they'd go down inside the wreck and if you dive down in there, suddenly you're confronted by these eyes about this far apart and a big open mouth like this. So we always warned people, uh, and some people came up with virtually empty tanks because when they came face to face, they went... (gasps) (laughs) (laughs) We loved them and we, we protected them. We told anyone that if they harmed them in any way or went for them, that that end up down there as fodder for them. <laughs> Thank you, Paul, Alan and Brenda. Now, to tell us about Read to Me Day, here's Denise Rutkins from Childers Library. Childers Read to Me Day started in August 2016 with the aim of improving literacy levels in the community by encouraging families to read together every day. Focusing on children from birth to year three, Read to Me has a different theme each year to keep the event fresh and interesting. So far, we've been to the circus, explored the seven seas, travelled the world and had crazy adventures in fairyland. And we've given away over a thousand books. This year, we'll explore Australia's faces and places. From kangaroos to giant gumboots, we hope to bring Australia alive. This ISIS District Heist initiative usually happens on the last Wednesday in August when Churchill Street Childers comes alive with almost 300 children from six schools, playgroups, kindergarten, daycare centre and mothers with babies and toddlers. They move from one reading station or activity to another. Millennium Park is full of children watching a show where ISIS High students are the stars and other students lend a hand in so many different ways. And of course, many of the visiting children are also eager to admire their own handiwork used to decorate the different buildings, businesses and trees lining the main street. Some visitors have been so impressed with the artwork, they've asked if they can take some home for grandchildren. So who knows what part of Australia our students' artworks are now on display. It has to be said that some staff from the participating businesses enjoy the day just as much as the children. Just ask the staff from the Commonwealth Bank how much they loved being in Italy last year, or the NAB staff who allow us to decorate and use their beautiful veranda each year. The Queensland Police Service also brings something special to the event each year. Constable Michael Schmidt is part of the organising committee and is enthusiastically joined by other officers who host their own reading station. On-duty officers always manage to turn their uniforms into an interesting costume to suit our theme. From Arabian Nights to Clowns, our local officers have supported us all the way. And as Childers is on the Bruce Highway, the reaction of visitors is always interesting. On one occasion, a large truck paused in the middle of the road as 20-odd clowns walked through town together. So I'm sure that was a very interesting story he had to tell. And families have interrupted their journey to join in the reading fun and chaos as well. But this ISIS High initiative will be slightly different this year due to the current restrictions. So being the very innovative people that we are, this year we're taking the event out to the schools. So although the schools won't join together for the day this year, we will make sure the event is still full of fun with reading and craft and other exciting activities. 
Reading is a habit we need to instill in our children from a very early age. Walt Disney said, There is more treasure in books than in all the pirate loot on Treasure Island. And that's a wonderful gift to give to your child. Thanks, Denise. And finally today, we're chatting about a local delicacy with co-director Luke Truant from the Seafood Smokery. So Luke, what is the Seafood Smokery about? So it's a concept that Lincoln and I started together. So we want to use uh, local sustainable fish, scientifically sustainable, uh, ethically caught and handled, and smoked using local timber. So we want to use all Australian products, um, local fish, and keep everything as local as we can to get control the product and, and get the best quality product we possibly can. And what makes your seafood so special? What makes it special? Probably the fact that we can trace it literally from the fishermen right to the plate. So the fish are caught locally by small, small-time fishermen. There's nothing trawled. We don't have any mass-caught uh, fish. And you can, we can tell you the day it was caught. We get the fish usually within a few hours of capture, um, and then we process them straight away. Uh, we can tell you the origin of the timber because we hand-shave it ourselves. We collect it uh, in the local area ourselves. Um, so everything that, that you get, we can, we can tell you the exact origin. And um, if you want to know the whole story from you know, paddock to plate, from sea to surf, then we can tell it. What about the flavour you produce in the fish? So the smoke profile that we produce in our fish is uh, completely unique. Uh, the reason it's unique is, is Lincoln has developed a, his own smoker, a smoke generator that is unlike anything else on the market. Uh, so we've spent now a few years in research and development on that particular smoker to impart this particular smoke flavour, smoke profile. So all the feedback we've had from butchers, from chefs, is that, wow, this is something that we can't do. Uh, you know, you guys are onto something big. Now, you guys are obviously locals. Yeah, so I, I grew up in Bundaberg. Uh, I spent uh, 12 years, 17 years living out of Bundaberg, 12 years overseas in Europe through 40-odd countries and wanted to v- develop something that was, I wanted to give something back, um, something I'd learned through all my, my travels and that's how, you know, the conversation started. Bundaberg is a unique location. Can you tell me how it's helped you to develop the concept for this business? Bundaberg, the location's fantastic. Like, you can talk about it from a multitude of, of directions. From a business perspective, from us, we're at the start of the Barrier Reef. We've got this gorgeous um, fish stock that, that really starts in Bundaberg. We've got a great local um, supply of fish. Uh, you want to talk about the, the business for macadamia. We use macadamia timber. We're in the macadamia capital locally. Uh, also, the weather. You want to talk about how good it is to live somewhere. You come to the most stable climate you can possibly get. You know, it's great for business. It's great to live. Um, when we had children, you would only think of coming back to one place, and that was Bundaberg. And Luke, where are people able to purchase the seafood smokery products from? Well, at the moment, you can buy it through a range of outlets through the Sunshine Coast, Bundaberg, um, Harvey Bay, up to Yapoon, down into Brisbane. Um, it, soon you're going to be um, able to buy it from Cairns through to the Gold Coast and hoping to move into the southern states very soon. And finally, has the Bundaberg region been a good location to have a headquarters when you're wanting to launch a nationally recognised product? The name Bundaberg sells products. There's no doubt about it. Uh, just coming from the Bundaberg region, we're known as the, the food bowl of Australia. Um, 
it definitely helps. And, and if you looked at it, the name of our product, we put it in as the Seafood Smokery Bundaberg. Luke, thanks so much for chatting with us about your fantastic local products. That's all for today. We hope you enjoyed the program. Join us next week for more news and stories from across the Bundaberg region. Bye for now.